Hello and welcome. This is Colleen O'Grady, the host of the Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. This is a gathering place for moms to be encouraged, nurtured, and inspired. Also, you'll learn the latest in teen research and trends and get practical parenting tips. You really can improve your relationship with your teen and enjoy the teenage years. Welcome back, everyone, to the 115th episode of Power Your Parenting Moms and Teens podcast. I'm Colleen O'Grady, the host of the show. In this episode, we're going to explore why accepting your teen is important for their well-being and your relationship. Here's a question for you. If I told you, you just need to accept your teen, what feelings come up for you? Do you think, yes, absolutely, of course, I need to accept my teen? Or do you cringe? Or are these fighting words like you're losing and your teen is winning? Does it make you angry like, heck no, I will not accept my teen? Does it make you sad? Why are you sad? Does it feel like acceptance would negatively impact your teen or negatively impact you? When you hear, you just need to accept, dot, 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 it can feel like resignation, like you're giving up on your teen and you're giving up on yourself. Actually, the definition of resignation is the acceptance of something undesirable but inevitable. In this episode, I want to show you why accepting your teen is not resignation. There are many reasons why it's hard to accept your teen, but I will talk about two big reasons. The first big reason is that we live in a culture of productivity and pressure. In this culture, we can value performance over the person We want our teens to be superstars. We want them to be special. You have a dream for your son and daughter, and you want them to be their best. You want them to do well and be successful. We have a dream or fantasy in our mind that often drives our actions. It can feel like if my teen is amazing, then I'm an amazing mom. In other words, how our teens perform determines our mother report card. And if our teens are doing well... That makes our egos feel really good. I remember when my daughter got accepted to the high school for performing arts and dance. I pictured her getting a scholarship for dance, being a professional dancer, maybe on Broadway, or being accepted in a famous dance company. I paid for her dance lessons, and she did summer internships for dance. I was all in. I could see it. I could feel her making it big. But that's not how things went. During my daughter's junior year in high school, she injured both her knees and her back and had to drop out a dance. I think this hit me harder than it hit her. Well, I know it hit me harder. This turned out to not be her path. But now, years later, she's found a much better path. I had to accept what is. My daughter couldn't dance anymore. This wasn't resignation or giving up. It just was a reality. As you know quite well, this pressure on our teens starts early. School counselors are telling our teens that they better take their grades seriously or they won't get into college. They make you and your teen feel like it's dire circumstances. Your teen may blow off this memo, but good chance you won't. You feel the fear of your teen not making it, being a loser, and you worry about what will everyone think about your teen or about you. This fear 
fuels the pressure to make your teen successful. You think, my teen needs to have interest, join a club, or do sports, or be great at debate. My teen needs to volunteer, have good grades. It feels like our job is to keep pushing them and pushing them to be their best. And before you know it, we are pressuring them to be perfect and exceptional. And the pressure we feel, we pass this down to our teens. We, as moms, can completely stress our teens out. I remember one of my teens who did make mostly A's and was involved in school activities. She told me, my mom just wants me to be perfect. She's a perfectionist and she wants me to do it her way. She doesn't like where I study or how I study. What this daughter was really saying was that no matter what I do, I'm not enough. Her and her mother had some nasty fights. And at the core of this was her daughter didn't feel like her mother accepted her. She always felt like her mother was trying to change her. On one hand, a little pressure can be good for your teens. They need a little push and some accountability. But on the other hand, it can be way too much. And sometimes it's hard to know where the line is. So it's hard to accept our teens because of the culture we live in, but also because where our teens are developmentally. Our teens are hardwired to make impulsive decisions, to not think things out, to overly react, and to not weigh the consequences. Your teen is going to make a lot of choices and do a lot of things that are biologically immature, and you should never accept risky decisions or behavior. They are living in your home, and you provide structure, accountability, and guidance that they absolutely need until their brains mature. But here's the trap for moms. You can spend so much time battling your teen's behavior on a day-to-day basis that they start to shut down. When parents get in battle mode, your primary focus is to get your teens to do what you think is right. This battle between parents and teens can be brutal because it doesn't stop. This impacts how you see your teen and how you interact with your teen. They see the anger in your face. They see your disappointment and frustration, and they sense your fear. They react to it. This only confirms to you that your teen is obstinate and stubborn. But if you just see your teen as some unruly horse that needs to be broken, they will keep protesting. You can get locked into battle mode where you can become a constant source of criticism, judgment, nagging, and disapproval. When this happens, your teenager is going to be stubbornly opposing anything you have to say. When you're in battle mode, your ultimate goal, your sole objective, is your child's success. But if that's your only objective, this is a huge problem. You have forgotten that your teen is a human being clothed in teenage behavior. Your teen's identity doesn't equal their behavior. They are so much more than that. Here's the big, big point here. Your teen needs to feel they are accepted and loved just the way they are. And just like Brene Brown says, we are all worthy of love and belonging right now, no matter what our behavior is. It can feel like if you love your teen and accept them, even when they're making bad choices, you are condoning bad behavior. This isn't true. Actually, the opposite is true. Think about you. If you went to lunch with a friend and she kept criticizing you and telling you things like, 
You don't need to order a dessert. You really need to cut your hair. Your fingernails are disgusting. You should start working out. Looks like you've gained some weight. What's up with your clothes? Would you say, thank you? No. You would want to run out of the restaurant as fast as you can. You wouldn't be able to take any of your, quote, friends' feedback and criticism. You would probably think she is such a witch with a B. And good chance if she called you up again, you'd avoid her calls and make excuses why you can't get together. In contrast, if you went to lunch and you knew your friend truly loved you and they delighted in you and liked all your quirks, you'd feel safe to be yourself. She would bring out the best in you. If she did say something about your clothes, it might sting, but you would listen because bottom line, you feel accepted and you can be yourself when you're with her. If you feel that way with another adult, no, this is how your son or daughter feels with you. It doesn't matter that you are her mother. Being around a critical mother is like being shot at with a million pin needles. Your daughter needs to feel safe in your love and in your acceptance before she can open up to you and receive your feedback. If you want to influence your daughter and change negative behavior, you need to accept your daughter first. I know this can feel counterintuitive to moms, but acceptance is vital for your teen's well-being and mental health and is needed for lasting and positive change. Acceptance is needed to provide your teen with a secure attachment and healthy relationship. When your daughter feels accepted by you, not only will this improve your relationship, but she will be more open to you and your guidance. Because when she feels like you value her and care for her no matter what, then she will see you as someone who is worth listening to and following. Acceptance doesn't mean you ignore or tolerate or give in to bad behaviors or attitudes, or you forget the things they've said or done that have hurt you or others. Acceptance doesn't mean you avoid taking appropriate actions to discipline your teen or to protect yourself and others from unsafe behaviors. Acceptance doesn't mean having no expectations or hopes for your teen. Acceptance doesn't mean you're always chill. There will be times that you get annoyed, frustrated, or angry at your teen's behavior. Acceptance means that you respect the unique human being that your son or daughter is. You accept where they are in their development. You accept how they are wired, what they find interesting, what they're curious about. You accept their emotional, academic, and physical limitations. Bottom line, nothing makes your relationship with your teen conditional. You don't withhold affection until they behave. You love them right where they are. If you want to know how to accept your teen, mom, you need to learn how to accept yourself, accepting who you are and what is. Acceptance is giving up on the fantasy of being the perfect rock star mom and having perfect rock star children. Acceptance is being a good enough mom and taking the pressure off. It's accepting that some days you'll be a mess, you'll make mistakes, you'll have bad days, and even bad hair days. You may even lose your temper and say things you wish you hadn't, and so will your kids. Acceptance is not discounting compliments and minimizing what you've accomplished. 
Acceptance is acknowledging your brilliance, your light, and how much you matter. You are accepting the truth about you. Acceptance is not harsh or critical. Acceptance doesn't berate you for being a frumpy slug of a mom. If you truly offered yourself kindness and self-compassion, especially how you talk to yourself, if you took the pressure off, you would enjoy your life and be a much better mom. And this is the paradox. And once you accept yourself, you can pass this acceptance down to your teen. To accept your teen sometimes means adjusting your expectations. Janet Lehman said, parent the child you have, not the child you wish you had. And I'd say, parent the teen you have, not the teen you wish you had. I think this is especially hard for mothers and daughters. We can want so much for our daughters. Sometimes that's because we want them to follow our footsteps and be our mini-me. If you're a successful businesswoman, you want your daughter to be a successful businesswoman. Or sometimes we have our own regrets, and we don't want our daughters to repeat our mistakes. Meaning like, if you quit college and felt like you were stuck in some dead-end job, you have high expectations for your daughter that she'll go to medical school. Here's the deal. Your teen may be a superstar, but really, it's okay if your teen is average. I can tell you, I've seen many, many superstar teens and college students. Many of them are extremely stressed out and suffering with anxiety and panic attacks. They are not enjoying their life. Being a superstar doesn't necessarily mean that you're better than others or even more successful or happier. It's hard to let go of our expectations for our teens, but truly... Our teens have a right to figure out their own path, which most likely will be different than what you would have chosen for them. This requires you to let go, and I know that's not fun, but when you do, I bet you'll be surprised at all the good things that will start to surface in your teen. I'd like to close with a story. When I was 20 years old, I worked at a camp in Colorado for teens. I had a little photography experience and let me emphasize the little part. This is a long time ago when there were no digital pictures. George, who was in charge of the camp, wanted me to start a photography program where I would take group pictures of teens and the kids could buy them and take them home with them when they left camp. George was about my dad's age. He took me to buy darkroom equipment and I set it up so I could develop black and white pictures. Being the photographer was such a fun summer job. I would climb to the top of a 14,000-foot peak and take group pictures of the teens. I would take cabin pictures when they got dressed up for some theme dinners or when they were doing their competitions. The first three weeks of starting this program, I had great success. The teens loved my pictures, and I sold 300 to 500 pictures a week. They would order them the day before they'd go home, and I would stay up all night printing the pictures so they could take them home. The fourth week, I took a kajillion pictures. I developed all the negatives at once. And when I thought the negatives were developed, I looked at them, and then my heart stopped. They were completely black. I had overdeveloped all the film. They were ruined. 
All those great group shots? Memories gone. I panicked. I had one hour to make it right. I ran around like a crazy woman taking random pictures. And none of them were group pictures. I would normally print all the pictures of the week and put them on a big whiteboard so the kids could order them. This week, I posted my lame pictures on the board. 500 kids came to look at the pictures, one after the other, and I was barraged with, where are all the group pictures? It killed me to see these teens disappointed. And then, to my horror, George, the head of camp, started to walk up to me, and I thought, no. Now, let me back up here. He didn't see my brilliant work the three weeks prior when I was totally successful. And I thought, oh my gosh, I can't believe he's going to check out my photographs this day. I felt so much shame. He walked up to the board and stared at it for a few minutes. I was dying inside. Then he turned to me and said, is this all the pictures you took? I hung my head. I told him that I had ruined all the film. And I braced myself. I was ready to be yelled at and to be told what a loser I was. Instead, George looked me in the eye and said, I love you and you're doing a great job. And then he gave me a huge hug. That day, George accepted me and accepted what is. I had totally screwed up. He could have shamed me, and I would have felt like I deserved that. Instead, he accepted me first, all of me, including my big mistake. I took the grace he offered me. The result was I never made that mistake again. I ended up coming back three more summers and making George a lot of money. See, I needed the safety of acceptance to thrive. If I felt like I was under the scrutiny of his judgment, I probably would have failed again. Mom, you know you are not perfect. Your teens are biologically hardwired to not be perfect. If we waited for them to be perfect, we would never, ever accept them. We've got to accept them first. Acceptance is a practice. Start with yourself. Start with self-acceptance. And then see if you can extend that to your teens. This concludes this week's episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. If this podcast has been helpful, I would absolutely love it if you could go to Apple Podcasts and give Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast a five-star review. This makes it easier for other moms like you to find the support and encouragement they need. Also, my best-selling and award-winning book, Dial Down the Drama, Reducing Conflict, Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter, A Guide for Mothers Everywhere. You can find that and order it online at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. And you can always find other great resources and contact me at ColleenOGrady.com, two L's and two E's.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.